0: Hello and welcome to Kids' Stuff, a Chucky podcast, a Haunted MTL original podcast. I'm your host, David Davis, and we are going to be talking about Chucky Season 1, Episode 8, An Affair to Dismember, the season finale of the first season of Chucky. And with me today is my good friend and the first guest we had on the podcast, Kevin Heyman. Kevin, how are you?
1: I am fantastic and I am excited to talk about an exciting season finale. Right? it's It's been a
0: blast. But before we get into the discussion and everything like that, you know, we, we have the standard format of the show, but we've been with you a couple of times now, so I do have one question for you. Right. So you do a podcast about the supernatural. I do. So I would like to know, based on this universe, is Chucky a cryptid?
1: Mmm, you know what? I think he is, actually, because... It's in the media, no mm-hmm. one believes it, except for like two lone nuts traveling the country like, <laughs> like a heavily damaged scullion molder. Mulder. Uh, <laughs> so yes, Chucky is in fact a cryptid.
0: Okay, well there you if, go.
1: If he's not a cryptid, he is definitely an urban legend.
0: Oh yeah, m- most definitely. But I, I was just yeah. thinking about that, because I was like, you know what? Considering that there's like stories about Chucky and everything like that, is he a cryptid? Oh and yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I think he's totally a cryptid in this universe.
1: Absolutely. me
0: of the time uh, we were on your podcast and someone asked if the Ninja Turtles were cryptids, and we're like, yep.
1: Yeah, 100%. No, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Not in the animated version, but definitely in a lot of the uh, different versions of the franchise.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Anything you would like to plug before we kind of dive into the discussion? Because, you know, I normally ask, you know, what it is you do. Anything exciting coming
1: up? Uh, Well, we've got the Patreon that launched for uh, Supernatural Selection. Mm-hmm. You can find us at our new, easy-to-remember URL, supernatpod.rocks. And um, we have got a lot of really, really fun stuff coming up next year. Uh, And we've got, like... I can, I still cannot believe we've reached like 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. So there is a good backlog for you guys to go through and And I'm on out. like
0: 13 of them or something. <laughs> yeah, you,
1: you and Mike are, are the two main co-hosts. And I'm really glad that we've got both of you together these days mm-hmm. on the shows. And, We're doing uh, a lot
0: more of that. That's for sure.
1: Yes. And you have been knocking it out of the park with your research, by the way. Um, mm. just the whole, uh, we did a uh, three-part series on uh, the legend of Boggy Creek, basically the Falk monster, and you did great. And I cannot trust horses anymore. <laughs> and that oh,
0: that reference will fly over the heads of anyone who isn't listening to Supernatural Selection. So you yes. owe it to yourself to listen to Supernatural Selection at supernatpod.rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just it's a ton of fun. It's like. Um, you know that this is my podcast, but I also feel like I have a little bit of ownership of Supernat because I'm I'm there oh, yeah. frequently enough.
1: <laughs> you, well, you and Mike and me—that that's the show. I mean, mm-hmm. like you guys are just as big a part of it as me. So I'm glad you feel that way.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into the season finale, and it is confirmed it's a season finale because season two was confirmed uh, about
1: a week. so excited!
0: Yeah, I was confirmed about a week before uh mm-hmm. the series uh the season finale. So I'm just yes. um, I'm over the moon the fact that we're getting a second season of Chucky because I mm-hmm. cannot tell you how much I love the show.
1: Oh, it is fantastic. It has been and that's the thing. I think what uh the child's play and Chucky films needed was breathing room. Mhm. Yeah, we we'll, got it.
0: We'll, we'll definitely talk about that because like I've I've been following the franchise since I was a wee little lad. But mm-hmm. um um you kind of got a uh, concentrated dose of the series so I'm I'm curious like as someone who's had that very kind of short experience with the whole of the franchise how do you feel like this season lives up into developing the series
1: I feel like the uh the television format was what this this franchise needed
0: You know, I'm with you on that. There's just something about the serialization of Chucky that just works so well. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then, like, from a technical standpoint, like, this is the most Chucky we have ever seen on screen ever.
1: Yeah, no. And uh, there have been hit or miss moments in the series, but they really did a great job in this last episode for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, largely, like, I think as a whole, just a great hit overall. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, any any technical process, there are going to be little errors here and there. And, you know, I notice them, but it doesn't take me out of things, you know no, what
1: I mean? No, no, no. And, again, it's a doll, so, you know, yeah. you expect some shaky stuff there.
0: Oh, yeah. So, um... Let's go ahead and talk about the episode a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I try to make sure that I point out the directors and the writers of the episodes. Um, You know, I I think I've only missed doing that on like one episode of the show. So that's that's been good so far. Um, But the season finale was directed by Jeff Renfro, and he works from a script written by series creator Don Mancini and lead writer Harley Payton and uh i think as a whole like the three of them they just they nailed it um as far as like delivering mm-hmm. anything you want out of a se- uh, a season finale right like, yes what what would you want out of like a season finale for chucky
1: well what we got and i really feel like uh this is everything i wanted in a season finale is there were happy endings mhm there were cliffhangers and Chucky is still out there.
0: Yeah, so like you, you want obviously you want a win and a defeat for Chucky mm-hmm. because that's what you kind of expect from the franchise. You want him to get away with shit because you want more Chucky, mm-hmm. but you also want like his little body to be smashed to pieces, which, <laughs> which they've been did, very yeah. good at that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna say that um, the ending of this one reminded me of the end of Cult of Chucky, but in Mm -hmm. a television format, that works. Mm -hmm. It works so much better in a television format than it did in the film.
0: Well, and yeah, let's unpack that a little bit, because, you know, we we both think that, like, serialization and television is the way to go for Chucky. So, Mm -hmm. like, why do we think that?
1: Because it's, um... In horror movies, you Mm -hmm. know, there's always the sequel, and it's like... They always have to in a in a in a film, you have to have a clear, concise uh, ending where the heroes feel like they've won. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: then, like, you know, like at the end of uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, you have Skeletor's head pop out of the water going, I'll be back. (laughs) And that doesn't really work in movies a lot of times because it's like you don't know if you're getting a sequel and it also, like I said, with Seed of Chucky, I really felt like, um, the cliffhanger ending did not do it any favors. Mm. You know, it ends with, uh, with Andy in the psych ward. It ends with, uh, Chucky in Nika. It ends with all that stuff. And you're like, I don't feel satisfied.
0: Okay, but, okay I, guess, I guess that's fair, because I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I had, like, a strong feeling we were going to get a resolution. But, like, uh-huh. if you don't feel like that resolution is going to potentially happen, because these movies were direct-to-video for a couple of movies, then, yeah, yeah I, I can understand that kind of, like, apprehension.
1: Right. And that's, that's what I was feeling. I, even knowing that the series was on the way, mm-hmm. I still didn't really feel like they should have gone that direction with the film.
0: Now, now, see, I kind of, ah, uh, I kind of attribute that that cult ending to kind of like, you know, like the Empire Strikes Back, in the sense that, like, it's it's a bad ending for for the protagonists, and it's it's completely unfair in a lot of ways, but it's still something that you can kind of embrace and pull something from.
1: Sure, I just um, I d- I don't, mm, I don't know when when you don't clearly have the sequel okayed yet. I don't yeah. know that a film deserves that kind of ending.
0: Well, you know, and it makes me wonder if when they were filming the the TV shows finale, if they were going to, uh, if they recorded like two versions, because um, th- there was something about the ending of the episode, you know, and we'll just kind of jump into that there. Um, when Andy gets in the truck to drive away the good guy dolls, mm-hmm. part of me thought he was going to drive the truck into Tiffany's car.
1: I thought that too.
0: And I wonder if that was maybe like an alternate thing or that was something they had considered because they didn't know if they were getting yeah. a renewal or not.
1: I agree. I think they may have shot two versions and mm-hmm. uh, they were waiting on uh, the news privately. Mm-hmm. And then they cut the episode together.
0: Yeah, see, so I don't know much about the production schedule. So I'm just wondering like how hey. quick they were able to pull the trigger on that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like yeah, how soon I did agree. they
0: know? Because I'm sure they had to wait at least a week or two before they like publicly announced.
1: I'm willing to wager two. they shot the endings. They shot a series finale version of this. Mm-hmm. You know the ending. Yeah. Sent it off to USA slash Sci Fi and and they were like, and they told them, look, we've got another version that's open ended,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: after. The executives reviewed it. They probably said, "Why don't you go ahead and do the open-ended version, sirs?" Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's like a big, like Oprah, check under your seat moment. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what they did. They shot two versions, and told them they shot two versions, and they were like, "Yeah, no, go go with the good one."
0: Well, and I mean, we'll know for sure if we ever see that alternate ending pop up because stuff like that, like, leaks all the time, and stuff At like that least... gets thrown out there.
1: Or ends up as bonus material, Yeah, you know, so it'll, it'll be there.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely a show that I'm going to pick up on Blu-ray because uh, oh, I'm going to pour over it a lot.
1: Yeah, um, and seriously, I have loved the character development that has happened in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm also really glad I got to be, like, the bookend guy for this series because, like, I've really um, enjoyed... All this yeah just the you progress
0: know. well and it was neat because when i had the idea for doing the podcast uh you were you were the first guest i invited and the mm-hmm. whole the whole idea of like interviewing people who didn't have much experience with the series came from me talking with you about this because you know yeah. i just i love sitting down and recording shit with you that's why we do that every week <laughs> but, but right. just but just the idea of like let me be your sherpa into this strange world of a killer doll and then the fact that you like became a fan makes oh, yeah. me just so happy i'm just so happy that we managed to to kind of like find this little entertainment avenue because mm-hmm. for for the people who don't know you can be a little bit of a grump when it comes to to like media
1: oh god yes i am just <laughs> the biggest curmudgeon <laughs> when it comes to television and film
0: yeah try, trying to get you to watch some stuff is just like it's like trying to pull the teeth off a aggressive horse it, <laughs> You and horses, my God.
1: Yes. But that is that is completely true. My roommate was trying to get me to watch uh, Child's Play for a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, the idea of doing the podcast is what did it. I was like, sure, fine. And now I'm like, yes, more, please. More horror, more Chucky, more whatever.
0: Oh, yeah. And then it's definitely a thing where, like, when season two comes out, I will probably have you on for, like, the season premiere Um, season two, because, you you know, it's just, it's so fun to talk to you about this stuff, you know, especially between like one person whose life has revolved around Chucky to a degree and -hmm. another person who's just kind of come into it and and embraced it so readily. Yeah. Now let's talk about what's going on in the episode because holy shit, there are so many little plot threads that converge in this one. Um, so, just off the top of my head, we have the whole uh, see, uh, we have the whole plot thread involving Junior and his mm. slide into darkness. Oh, we have, yeah. We have uh, Chucky and Tiffany's plans that are sometimes competing with one another, but also kind of working together.
1: And I love how. And I need to say this: I really mm-hmm. love Tiffany's different relationships with the different Chucky's. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Her like um relationship uh, with Nika Chucky is uh-huh. is very much like horrific. It's it's horrifying and it reminds me of their relationship when he was a human.
0: Mm-hmm. Well and we'll, we'll talk about um the the whole Tiffany and Nika thing in a bit because I I have some specific thoughts on that. But um, I, I kind of want to cover some of the other, like just list the different plot lines that we have here,
1: because
0: yes. we also have the Andy and Kyle plot line. Mm-hmm. We also have the plot line with Jake, Devin, and um, uh, Lexi.
1: Yes, which I really want to talk about Lexi as we go. So yeah. yeah,
0: and then we also have the whole, uh, the whole thing with Mayor Cross and trying to like find that balance of like work and family, I guess, mm. uh, and how that ends up failing spectacularly
1: so. i think i think discovering that balance would be a better term because there is yes. no balance with the mayor that and, that is uh, true yeah i mean like the whole series we're sitting there going i cannot wait for her to get murdered
0: mm-hmm. and it looked so. very close like it was gonna oh happen. yeah yeah but i i almost think she went through a fate worse than death in this case which um, oh
1: you're you're yeah. right Yeah.
0: So let's go ahead and start going through some of these plot lines. We started with uh, Junior when I listed Mm -hmm. them out here. So let's talk about Junior's journey, which I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. I do think that it was maybe a little shorter than it uh, needed to be. I I think they could have had that cooking for at least another
1: episode or so. I guess I kind of feel like well, I think it happened when it needed to so we could have what was going on in this episode. I mean, that I,
0: is fair. There's so much going
1: on. And seriously, a lot of it was communicated through his dad. Mm-hmm. So I totally got where they were going with it. And uh, I'm going to be honest. My roommate called the whole Junior storyline, mm-hmm. uh, him, him becoming the killer. Uh, he predicted that about three or four episodes ago. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, the signs Absolutely were there. Surprised. Yeah, yeah, they were there. Um, and what really did it was uh, uh, Devin, Lexi, and uh, Jake becoming like a friend group. Yeah,
0: and then when you see that he becomes isolated from, because you and I listened to last podcast, uh, last podcast on the left, we know about the danger oh. of loners.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you never, never isolate the loner more. That is a terrible yeah. idea. Um,
0: well, you know, I, I guess my my concern, a lot of dev, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of uh, Junior's junior. storyline. Uh, it, it was very, very subtle, and I, you know, and I caught those things, like you know, when he's. Um, the relationship with his dad getting more and more fractured. The thing where he mm. gets, you know, the, the smoke inhalation and it messes with his lungs. And he uh-huh. you see that kind of relief like, oh, hey, I'm not going to have to practice all this running and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah like the the acting there, very, very good. It, it's subtle. It worked. I just it just it felt like we had just scratched the surface of giving like Junior a bunch of cool shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like and I, I don't mean cool because murder isn't cool. <laughs> no, no, but obviously. in the con- in the context of the TV show, you know, yeah. I would have liked to have seen Junior do some more stuff, but I also appreciate that like the way he played it, it was kind of like Junior thought he was just tripping out the entire time, just hallucinating all this shit. Like he he knew he was having like a mental breakdown sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Um I like don't that, yeah, 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 I agree. I at first, I don't know that he really thought the the doll was actually talking to him mm-hmm. or at least he just he accepted it soul so wholeheartedly i'm kind of like i'm just gonna go on with this trip and see where it goes
0: yeah and then you know yeah. it leads to some great moments in this episode which is why i think i i felt a little uh bad that they didn't give uh tio bruno's more to do in this version of the character you know yeah. like the part where like tiffany and chucky are arguing
1: and oh, then God. she talks
0: about chucky having a tiny dick and then junior's just like whoa Like, like that, that, that combination of all these characters in the same room is just, I I loved it so much. And like, I wanted more of it.
1: Yeah. We're not going to get
0: that now because Junior's gone.
1: Yeah. And I got to admit, like, there was a part of me that was really hoping Junior would like, have like a surrogate son feeling with those Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. Like, you know, like maybe he's going like, you know, mommy, daddy, don't fight.
0: Yeah, like that would have I think that would have been an interesting angle. I can see why they didn't do it.
1: You know, because,
0: you know, Tiffany and Chucky talked about having kids uh, involved Mm -hmm. in the the stuff and it didn't work out very well for Alice. (laughs) So um, no,
1: it never does.
0: Right, so it's just, um, so part of me is like, oh man, what if, like, Junior had kind of continued to develop that way, but I also appreciate, like, that he, he had an ending where he, he redeemed himself as well. Yes,
1: I was gonna say, I'm, I'm actually really glad he got his redemption moment. Yeah,
0: um, and you know, it, it, I think it helps clean things up for a lot of the other characters, because now it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, uh, unfortunately now a lot of the stuff's probably going to be pinned on Junior.
1: Yes. Because yeah, who's going to believe about the doll? Yeah, like, hey, let's
0: ignore the meat-filled dolls in the movie theater. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's talk about the kid who also has a stab wound in his chest. Yeah, he did it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, Obviously.
0: But um you know, I really gotta hand it to like I, I think all of the kids are great. Um uh, Olivia really specifically as Lexi, but I really liked Tio as Junior. I think Junior had one of the more interesting arcs going on here.
1: Mm-hmm. No, he definitely um I'm trying to think of how to put it. He he was on some level he was given a shit hand for the character because Mm. like you're not meant to like this character on some level but he made him likable he made him sympathetic
0: yeah you could totally understand why Junior's Uh upset he doesn't he doesn't like he's unfair about the whole situation but you understand why he's being unfair about it
1: yeah they also dropped the bully angle fairly early in the series, so like he mm-hmm. definitely became more sympathetic because you see him being pushed by his dad and him being like, Ugh, okay, fine, yeah, jesus, yeah
0: but um you know, and then you know that that final moment between like Lexi and junior and like the Chucky, who's kind of the devil on junior's shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was a more um emotional and satisfying resolution to that story than the whole Jake and Devin scene with the other Chucky doll. Like, you know, they're, they're both good. Don't get me wrong. I both enjoyed yeah. them thoroughly. But there was just something about that scene where it, it's, you know, Lexi and Junior and that Chucky doll. I just, I We're love it so
1: much. Fucking really good actors. So mm-hmm. it really comes out in the performance. Like, you get that feeling. And also... Lexi is sitting there going, oh, shit, yes, no, this is completely my fault. Mm-hmm. I, I I, I feel awful that this is happening. I was an ass. Mm-hmm. So it really, holy shit, that is like a major piece of character development.
0: Yeah, and I, I think just, her. like, yeah, I mean, and, and just, like, um, dramatically, I think it's the stronger of the two sequences with the kids um,
1: I agree wholeheartedly because it's it's not about uh revenge it's not about uh spite it is it is a battle for a human's soul yeah
0: and it's just it's so much more tragic with the way it, it you know it resolves like you, you know. know when Junior goes after that doll you know he's gonna die and there's yeah. nothing that can be done about it and it's just it's very very sad like even though Junior is patricidal um you know you, you still you
1: still feel bad for him he's patricidal but it's one of those things where it's like but they set dad up to kind of deserve this so like you're right. like cuz when he did it you're like whoa that's savage but uh I'm kind of glad to see this fucker go right
0: no no and no, I no, no, I get it but like it, yeah. it just it goes to show like there is a kind of a moral complexity going on oh, to this yeah. this these relationships that are going on here Definitely. um so yeah I, I think as a whole like as far as the storylines go i really love the junior storyline if i were to give it mm-hmm. like a rating it'd be like a five out of five.
1: Oh god um, yes. yeah
0: yeah I, I think they just absolutely nailed it and i'm, I'm gonna be sad that he's gone I I really am. I would have loved to have seen him in season two.
1: I agree, but there's also a part of me that's like, this is basically a horror series, Mm -hmm. so who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, some characters just absolutely can't come back, you know, and it can't just be the parents, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But, you know, the other thing about the Junior story is how it evokes the original concept for the Chucky movies back when it was Blood Buddy. Um, Because Blood Buddy, the whole story there was that... um,
1: Yeah, we talked about that, where it was the... mm -hmm. uh, the doll was just in the a manifestation ride. of the rage of the child. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and
0: then that you know, and that's that's great that they kind of tied that into the ritual of awakening the what was it, 72 other Chucky dolls,
1: 72 other fucking Chucky's. And can I just say that it reminds me of do you remember the movie Multiplicity? Yes, where uh, they cloned Michael Keaton, and when you clone a clone, they're dumber. Uh huh, yeah. You get that feeling with the other Chucky's. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey, is there an age limit to who we can kill? (laughs) No babies. No babies. Never mind. (laughs) What qualifies (laughs) as a baby? Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, and you know, that that of course, you know, never mind the fact that Chucky, like, paralyzed Nika because he stabbed her as a fetus, you know? Holy
1: shit. Yeah, no, let's not touch that.
0: But, yeah, I, I really do appreciate the fact that, like, this is kind of hearkening back to the original concept of the, the series, which yeah. it just makes me so happy that, like, Mancini's able to kind of go back and do the things that he wanted to do from the beginning, like with the, the yeah. 72 fucking Chucky dolls.
1: Yeah, and the whole idea of, uh you know, damaged children, um, mm-hmm. especially, and I'd like to just kind of bring this up out of left field, Andy is extremely damaged. In fact, I almost think Andy has become what uh, Chucky would have wanted him to become. Mm -hmm. Because he's kind of a heartless asshole at the moment.
0: Well, at this point, Andy is a serial killer. He's just Mm -hmm. a serial killer of supernaturally
1: possessed dolls. Full of meat.
0: Yes. (laughs) Full Uh, of meat. Yes. Meat dolls.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of meat dolls, uh, in that other scene, the, the... mirrored scene with Devin and uh jake
0: yeah let's go ahead and move on to that one
1: yeah that was the most violent chucky death and i'm i've we've seen some violent chucky deaths the whole heading oh, yeah. thing earlier in the episode mm-hmm. uh shot up by kyle in the previous episode yeah he popped that fucker's eyes out of his head oh oh, oh I, yes
0: like if the gay agenda is to destroy chucky dolls and i am totally part of the gay agenda
1: oh yeah no too <laughs> well I'm, I'm not gonna lie man i'm down with a gay agenda anyway but like <laughs> oh, totally uh with with this i'm like yeah let's kill some fucking dolls man
0: well and it's great like the the whole bugging out of the eyes reminds me of uh child's play 2 when the uh Security guard gets his eyes
1: scooped out oh, and replaced Jesus. with the toy doll. Yeah. It reminds <laughs> it just, me of Total Recall, but yeah.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Also, Total Recall. Um, You know, Arnold, you know, on the surface of Mars. <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. Probably one of the greatest um, performances he's ever
0: done. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> very true. But, like, just the whole, the whole sequel. And here's the thing. Like, I'm not saying, like. Compared to the junior scene that Jake's scene is bad or anything like that. It, it wasn't, doesn't I, have I,
1: the same emotional stakes.
0: But, like, holy shit, the catharsis in that scene is Oh, well. God, yes. Just beating the shit out of that doll, which just made me so oh. happy. And, you know, it was also the funnier of the scenes, for sure, because you have Chucky uh, putting a lampshade on that whole, like, why is this doll so strong? And then Jake's, you know,
1: yeah, this makes
0: no sense. <laughs>
1: It's like I yes I am fucking powered by do by voodoo. Fuck you. Yeah. Which yeah I, they're, they're, mm-hmm. when that happened, I looked at Gage and I said, "This fucking scene just solved a decades-old problem I have had with this <laughs> series."
0: It, it it is so fun, and you know it's it's great that like Jake, you know, in this moment he has something to like fight for that's like personal for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that rage that he exhibits, it's it's just so fun. And just again, just seeing like Chucky's getting murdered left and right makes me so happy.
1: It always does. I mean, especially now that there's so fucking many of them. Oh, God, that's going to be great for season two. I swear to God, this is going to be like. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. These kids may have to drop out of school and become, you know, <laughs> doll hunters.
0: It's going to be like the last two Harry Potter movies. They just leave the school and start wandering the world, trying to get the horror crooks. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's funny because yeah, there are some of those Harry Potter, uh, parallels in that. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see what happens with the 72 Chucky. And can we talk about the fact that the 72 Chucky's are going to children's hospitals?
1: Yeah, that is the most <laughs> horrifying part of that whole thing. Like, Jennifer Tilly, Jennifer Tilly, like, well, okay, actually, like, it, it is, is Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly in the show. I almost, I thought I fucked up there for a second, but I didn't. Uh Jennifer Tilly slash Tiffany and Chucky... Are like the two most evil motherfuckers in any film I have ever seen. Now, oh yeah, because oh, just, like, the, the, just <laughs> send them to kids.
0: Yeah, and then the whole thing with like you know um, when when Caroline wants the Chucky doll, oh, Tiffany I'm is sure like one
1: measly little sick kid can get by without one.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh my
1: god, that's great. I love Tiffany. I have always yeah, loved Tiffany.
0: Like Tiffany is. Like, believe me, like, don't, 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 um, just as much as I love Chucky, I'm starting to love Tiffany more
1: just because of how insane she is. She is, um, here's the thing Chucky, you take away the voodoo, mm-hmm. he is your standard crazy serial killer. Mm-hmm. Tiffany is like Eileen Wernos cranked up to 11.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am <laughs> um,
1: so there for it. And I love her fixation on Nika. Yeah.
0: And that's something that um that we're it's interesting to see where that goes. So like the big the big movie reference in this one, besides Frankenstein, is obviously uh, Boxing Helena. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. OK, so it is a uh, I believe it was directed by David Lynch's daughter. So that's oh going to tell you a lot Christ. right there. <laughs> um, but what it is, is it's a movie about a, uh, I believe he's a plastic surgeon who, uh-huh. uh, becomes fixated on a neighbor. And, uh, obviously the parallel here is that he, uh, removes her limbs right because he's like fixated on her. And that, that's mm-hmm. what
1: happens with Nika. I uh, was so mad at yeah.
0: that. You know, and I, I think it's very cruel, but I think it's also a very interesting character development point. Yeah. Um, because I think they're setting up Nika to be kind of a manipulator. Um. You know, because they, they have those things where Nika's been practicing her, like, Chucky Emperor. mannerisms and everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, and, you know... One thing, because I, I, I follow what the fandom is saying about the show. I mean, I can't help but do that because I write the reviews and we do I the podcast do and
1: everything like that. I never I fandoms.
0: I do that and sometimes it's a mistake because what I'm <laughs> seeing now is a lot of very ableist comments mm-hmm. about like, well, they've ruined Nika. I which, don't think
1: they ruined Nika. I think what yeah. they did was a uh, they did something incredibly cruel to a character I have like legitimate sympathy for. Mm-hmm. And that's but what with, I'm with, feeling.
0: But when they say like they've ruined her, it's from that ableist viewpoint of well, now she doesn't have arms or legs, you know. Uh-huh. So what good is she as a character now? And that's that's the that's the sentiment I'm getting from a that's certain terrible. portion of the fandom. And yeah, it, it frustrates me because I'm I'm seeing in season two, like I I don't know I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like Nika is going to be manipulating
1: Tiffany. Do you know what? Do you? Ooh, that's a really good point because uh, me and. Uh, My roommate, the other Gage, I feel like I need to (laughs) specify there are now two Gages involved, uh, at least tangentially, in this podcast. Exactly. But Gagey Boy, my roommate, (laughs) uh, not Gage Prime, (laughs) feels that Nika is going to get a doll body.
0: Which is totally possible. It might be Nika, like, asking Tiffany, like... So how, how do you do this voodoo thing? And then eventually Nika might manipulate Tiffany into bringing in a doll.
1: I also got to thinking, what if the two personalities meld?
0: Hmm. Interesting. And we interesting. get
1: Nika Chucky. You know,
0: maybe, maybe like th- that's the great thing about this is that it's so fucking open ended. There are so but, many
1: directions this could go and I want to see where it right. goes,
0: but just, just. It's still, I'm still kind of hung up on that whole thing of, like, people approaching this, like, no. suddenly Nika is not a valuable person because she no longer has usage of her arms. It's like, no, that's, you're being shitheads.
1: It's, you know, what this reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, there was a certain video game that came out about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and it was about, uh, characters with disabilities, and... Huh certain gamers were like but they're not even human now
0: oh fuck that, now, oh, like, that, that was like that is gross the worst
1: thing i've ever heard in my life fucking gross fuck all of you guys for that yeah
0: so you know this this is a little bit of a soapbox segment here but yeah to, we're to, both
1: really you can uh, be
0: critical you could be critical of the decision to basically dismember Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, or I'm sorry, to, to dismember Nika. Uh-huh. But, like, to imply that there's a person is more valuable do. than another because of the access to limbs is, like, it, it's on the level of being, I think, Chucky and Tiffany. Like, you're not killing anyone, but you're devaluing human life.
1: You're a Nazi. To such a degree. Yeah. It's, you're being it, a Nazi. You're like, oh, you don't have a leg. Well, off to the, off to the camps. Yeah, it just, it, it
0: got to me. It really I, got to me to see that stuff.
1: I'm glad I don't... St- uh, deal with the fandoms but like I totally understand where you're coming from because I will be yeah. really angry
0: well you know and a lot of the times the fandoms are really sweet because like hey look I mean we're all fans of Chucky so mm-hmm. it, it's good to kind of hear from them and to see what's going on but like I saw that kind of um, you know and it's just like you know with this show the show having very very clear uh, LGBTQ um, themes mm-hmm. you have that section of the fandom is like, well, why does everybody have to be gay? Why does the main character have to be gay? And it's you know it's just it, as much as like Chucky is doing amazing stuff as a TV show to bring in a more diverse array of mm-hmm. of characters and audience and everything like that. You still have some of the the worst people who are in yeah. the fandom, and it bothers the hell out of me.
1: By the way, can I just say, uh, Devin and Jake's relationship? blossoming has been like the most heartwarming part of this whole fucking show
0: oh yes yes like, like I, was I, I was legitimately i was legitimately
1: when they kissed
0: yeah okay. and then i was like legitimately terrified that they were going to kill off devon for oh, a second because God, like thanks. here's the thing chucky thrives on cruelty like the yeah. series as a whole is a very cruel series mm-hmm. and to to kill off devon like because they they do that fake out obviously, oh, but yeah. to like kill off to kill off Devon I think would have been like a step too far. I don't necessarily see that with Nika because I think she still has agency, and yeah. I'm curious how they're gonna explore that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just the to, to kill off Devon would have been too cruel.
1: I agree. Um, I completely agree. I also feel like. It's been done in television a lot. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I know they did that in uh, Supernatural. They had a yeah, cast. They have they have
0: an entire trope. Uh, bury yeah.
1: your gaze. Bury your gaze. And I'm so glad they did not do that.
0: Mm hmm. You know, and it, it's part of the thing, like part of the reason the finale works so well is because you do have that darker aspect. You know, Chucky wins uh, still. A lot of people die, but then you also have those moments of, like, hope. You know, you have Jake and Devin, and then you have Lexi in there, and it's like the three of them is kind of like a new family yeah, united by this.
1: And, <clears throat> and Lexi's whole character development, like, when she hugs Devin over the loss of his mother... Mm-hmm. That is legitimate. That is not like her being like, "Oh, well, you know." I'm like, "So sorry." This is legitimate character development. She cares about these two people now and what they're going through. And yeah, um, I I know. I think the so I I think see that.
0: Yeah, and I think the family line in episode six maybe was like, a little forced, Mm. uh, because she mentions, like, you know, where where your family, why are you running away, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, To Jake, um, I I think it was a little forced, but it was definitely, like, at that point, I kind of didn't care either, because I'm like, no, I I see that, like, the character has developed, and Mm -hmm. over time, that that bond between them all is going to get stronger. Um, But yeah, particularly this episode, like, how all three of them are absolutely just unified by such dramatic loss, because they've all lost a parent, well, you know, um, I, we've all I, lost
1: friends. Mm-hmm. I get that because, like, I mean, when my when I lost my family, I I lost the remainder of my family in a very rapid su- succession several years mm-hmm. ago, and uh, you you grab for what family you can find. Yeah, I I get that. Like, I I did not feel it was forced. Just coming from a personal experience.
0: Okay, uh, I I see. I can see that. Like, maybe if they had saved that line for episode. Uh... Uh, 8, uh, they would have saved that line for this episode, maybe I would be less critical of it. Sure. Um, but even then, even if I'm being critical, it doesn't mean that I don't like it, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, like, but no, I, I am. I, I do think at this point they are a familial unit, and that yeah. makes me happy, because I was early on board. you know, saying that, like, oh you know, no, Lexi's a terrible person, but she's uh-huh. gonna get that redemption, which it's kind of obvious, but I think that they handled that redemption very, very well.
1: Oh, Christ, yes. And, like, she... Seems to legitimately care about her sister now, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, fuck her mom. Uh, <laughs> just in general, well, I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised Artemis if we still disappointed. She survived.
0: Well, I, I feel like we might be getting like a redemption from Air Cross as well because we better. You, you don't. You don't put a character through that much shit to. Um, to leave them alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's got to be a reason for it. And well, if, if Lexi can change.
1: I agree that this was definitely a fate worse than death situation. She lost. Yeah. She's definitely lost the next election. <laughs> for fucking real, right? Uh, Jesus, just, just from like a political standpoint, this woman's career is over. She's going to open up a waffle yeah. shop or something. <laughs> uh, because she is, she is not going to be the mayor next season. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. She, she could definitely get a redemption arc. I would be happy with that because Mm -hmm. I don't like hating a character. Oh, you see, you, you don't like hating a
0: character,
1: but sometimes you do. You know what I mean? I no, You're right. You're right. I mean,
0: like, but to, to leave her alive and have all of this taken from her, I, I think they're setting up something here.
1: I think maybe they're setting up her sacrificing herself next season.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out next season. Cause you have all those dolls are, that are on the road and like, Oh, okay. Let's, let's talk about like the big reveal of the Tiffany doll. Oh, which God, I'm I am just so
1: happy to see the Tiffany doll. I was too, but I also kind of what I had forgotten about it and wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it, even though it was at the end of uh cult of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, also speaking of legacy stuff, can we talk about the fact that uh she had the suitcase
2: mm-hmm. bomb from in it
1: from Glenda? Mhm. Um I don't know if you've read the news, but Mancini has said he's uh we've not seen the last of Glenn.
0: Mhm. Yeah, oh. and I am very curious how that's going to turn out. Like I I'm glad I'm glad they're acknowledging Glenn and Glenda mm-hmm. because well, let's face it, Seed of Chucky is a very divisive film in the it franchise. Is. But um, it Like, I, I adore it. It's goofy as shit. Um, but I think to not bring those characters back mm-hmm. is kind of missing the whole point of the franchise.
1: I agree. And that's why I'm glad they mentioned them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would not mind seeing Billy Boyd show up.
0: That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I, like, okay, so number one, like, Tiffany gleefully opening up that bomb In the suitcase, it's like, oh, my daughter sent this to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a wonderful.
1: (laughs) And Glenda is the one that would send mom a bomb for like Mm -hmm. Mother's Day or something.
0: Right. And, you know, it makes me wonder if like Glenda might be in uh, another stage of the plan somewhere else. I
1: I agree. Now, here's the funny thing. Uh, Gagey boy, my roommate, thought that uh, (laughs) the science teacher was Glenda.
0: You know, I, I had thought about that as well, but then I wondered, what if um, Glenn had transitioned?
1: That's a good point. But I also looked at that and I was like, it's too soon to bring those two in.
0: Yeah. That's and not well, a season
1: well, one thing you do.
0: Well, and the other thing, you know, let, let's talk about the fact that Miss Fairchild was, you know, with the kids at the end when they went to the graveyard. Yeah. Um. To, to pay uh our respects to the, the Wheeler family oh yeah um like so did miss fairchild adopt the kids
1: you know what that would because like Devin is like said he is going to stay with his aunt right Mm -hmm. and uh jake's got nobody man yeah his literally his entire family's gone yeah so So, i I don't know maybe she she obviously loves those kids
0: and they're obviously setting up something with her past. So I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering if this is a case where Glenn, because Glenn, Glenda, they were gender fluid, that mm-hmm. maybe, you know, even though Glenn was, I, I guess, technically uh, cishet, um, like maybe realized that they wanted a there that they were a different body. Y- you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? I- I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this well, you stuff know, because I'm I'm not an expert in this.
1: Glenn went into a male body, but that doesn't mean Glenn is a male. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: I'm wondering, like, maybe if that's the reveal that, like, this very nice teacher might end up being uh, formerly Glenn.
1: And you know what? I would be ecstatic with that. The idea that uh, one of the new protagonists, you know, going against uh, Chucky and Tiffany is their offspring
0: yeah so I, I i don't know like this is all wild tinfoil hat speculation but there's just been so much referenced and so much set up with miss fairchild oh and yeah for, for her to have such high billing for yeah. what was a very kind of small role in the grand scheme of things it, it just it seems like there's something that they're getting ready to establish
1: and i love that character by the way mm-hmm. I oh yeah freaking no that, love great. that character. Like, and yeah
0: the, the no bullshit teacher I, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no and here's the thing. I like her and now that we've come to talk about it, I like her in the same way that I liked Glenn when he wasn't killing people
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah so we'll we'll, we'll see about that but right um, I, I do want I do want to kind of get back to the Tiffany thing because we we, we we finally see the Tiffany doll again, which I cannot tell you how much I love the Tiffany doll so yes. much.
1: Um, I but thought she is be cuter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right because this is the first time that like andy has really met uh tiffany i think because uh, i don't yeah. think they actually met each other in no cult.
1: no they didn't tiffany was just in the back seat of the car with human tiffany
0: well and, and then like yeah because andy didn't even meet human tiffany aka no. jennifer
1: tilly <laughs> so um
0: no it was it was super
1: yeah it, I was just going to say, this gets really confusing when you get the whole Jennifer Tilly thing into right? it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's one of the campiest things about the show, and I just appreciate it so much.
1: Yeah. But, um,
0: you know, so this is the first time Andy meets Tiffany, and it's Andy who has hijacked the truck full of the the good guy dolls. And then uh-huh. she, uh, Tiffany's in the back, and she uh, holds him at gunpoint, like in, um, uh, I think it was Bride of Chucky that at one point, like the Tiffany doll has a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's it's interesting to just um, to see these two characters who are very key to Chucky's personality mm-hmm. finally meet, and it's basically Chucky on the line here
1: mm-hmm. as well. And I'm just going to say, I was expecting something to come out of that little sliding window, but I was expecting mm. it to be like 72 fucking Chucky's.
0: <laughs> right? Just 72 fucking Chucky's. That, like, that needs to be drives- a t-shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: 72 fucking chuckies
1: <laughs> here's the thing who drives off in a truck loaded with 72 serial killer dolls and thinks yeah I'm safe
0: well here, here's the thing Andy obviously has some issues um he, oh. he's driven by this mission for sure yeah <laughs> um yeah. I you know and the thing is I'm curious what he was gonna do with the truck and I guess we'll find out eventually.
1: I'm thinking um, there was, like, explosives involved.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if it might have been, like, a suicide mission.
1: I could see that. he They've shown his life is not the best, and he's willing to abandon Kyle after all this time mm-hmm. to do this.
0: Well, and then, you know, we also have the whole situation with Kyle, because the show leads us to believe that Kyle is dead. Kyle is definitely not dead. If you watch the... Graveyard scene. Uh, There is a gloved hand. They show Kyle wearing gloves at several points. They show Mm -hmm. her buying fucking gloves and saying, "Here, Andy, here are
1: gloves." Yes.
0: (laughs) So, um, you you know, Kyle gloves. They
1: are made of lampshade material. Yeah, no, (laughs) exactly.
0: exactly. So, you know, Kyle, Kyle is not dead. Um, No, like I, like I'm willing to put money on that. I'm I'm willing to put down like twenty dollars now. Kyle still alive.
1: Yeah, Um, I agree. Kyle is alive, Uh, and. I understand they're going to be bringing in the, uh, in season two, they're going to be bringing in the uh, love interest from the military academy.
0: Yeah, I had heard something about uh, Da Silva coming back. I just, you know, and the other one is like, is there a chance, because the guy who plays Tyler, uh, who was the little kid um, in Child's Play 3, Mm -hmm. he's in jail, I think.
1: (laughs) Um, Holy the, shit.
0: The actor. Yeah. The actor is in jail, I believe. Whoa. But um, you could you could cast someone else's Tyler, especially because like, OK, this is Tyler as an adult.
1: Holy crap. Um, that's, that's yeah, I appreciate a their
0: right. And I appreciate their willingness to like bring back the original actors when they can.
1: Right. Like, it's-
0: you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Um, I, I would love to see De Silva back and like what's Andy's relationship to her? You know, obviously they aren't together or anything like that.
1: No, they're not. Andy
0: is incredibly damaged.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the episode... Not the episode, but, like, the beginning of Cult of Chucky with mm-hmm. Andy on the date mm-hmm. is a very clear example of how his life is going. Yeah. It's like, well, that date went south. Let me go home and Smoke yell a at... Joint a joint
0: with my Chucky doll.
1: And yell at a doll <laughs> head on a railroad tie.
0: Uh, You know, and... Uh, you know, there there have been comments about um, uh, Alex Vincent's acting, uh, you know, as Andy. And, like, I, I can see, like, yeah, he's not the strongest performer.
1: No, but he's doing very well, actually.
0: Yeah, and, and then considering the type of character he's playing, you kind of want that kind of...
1: He's detached. ...woodness. Yeah, yeah. you
0: want that detachment from it. So, it's- like, I, I think... Like, Maybe. I love how the series has, uh, you know, tackled um, Andy, and I'm glad that Alex Vincent's still on for the ride because, yeah. like, I grew up with Andy. Andy yeah. is my my connection to the show, just like Jake is going to be the connection for, uh, like, people, you know, of this generation, uh, the, the Gen Zers, the Zoomers.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: I, I mean, we're talking about a character who his entire life has been trauma.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't expect him to act like a normal human.
0: Yeah, there's there's no way you could go through all that. At least you know, with Kyle. Kyle was old enough to yeah. to know a life outside of a murderous voodoo doll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. Um she's she and she had her own fucked up past too. But, mm-hmm. you know, there there was something before uh Devil doll showed up. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, like, you know, how old was Andy in the first one? He was like, what, six? Six. Yeah. Can you imagine ever, you know, six years old, it's your, it was his birthday. Yeah, it was six Mm -hmm. years old on your birthday, and after that, everything just goes to fucking shit and never stops.
1: Yeah. Like, you're in, how old is he now? Like, 40?
0: Yeah, he's like 40-something. So, like, yeah, you know, just... Of course he's gonna be fucking miserable. Of course he's gonna be detached from everyone. Yeah, but you know four
1: years of your life have been ruined by a serial killer and a doll, you're you're gonna have a few issues.
0: Yeah, and you know, all things considered, given what he's gone through, he's still a very good person, even though he's like cold-blooded as shit and taking out these chucky dolls Mm -hmm. like he don't give a fuck he'll shoot a gun near a girl's ear yeah um who gives a (laughs) um, fuck like yeah he he still very much has love in his heart though because he sees you know kyle has a life and that's why he leaves her it's a stupid decision but it makes a whole lot of fucking sense for him too yeah oh man um and then you know so much going on here. Let, let, let's talk about the movie theater scene, because, you know, I was expecting a massacre. I thought there would be more Chucky's there. I was wrong on that, but we still had two of them.
1: Yeah, well, budgetary reasons, I was not expecting a theater. I wasn't expecting Gremlins with Chucky.
0: Right, that's what I wanted so bad. I, I wanted did Gremlins too. with Chucky, and I wanted the theater to burn down. I just thought that, like, the theater I, burning down yes, would.
1: That would have been an amazing ending, and who knows? I have not seen the original script for this, but... right. Um, it was a really good choice to use Frankenstein, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, go ahead and tell us why you think that. Like, I'm with you on there, but I want to hear, like.
1: Because as what's, it's great because they managed to take what's happening on screen with Frankenstein and have Mm -hmm. it parallel what is happening in the theater. Mm -hmm. Like. You said you wanted to see the theater burn down. Well, we didn't get that, but we got two dead Chucky dolls, and as they're leaving, the castle Frankenstein is burning down on screen,
0: which is an absolutely great point. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know the the scenes that they put on emphasis in the uh, yeah film. One of them, of course, being the infamous scene with uh, Frankenstein and the little girl.
1: Oh God, Chucky, just get this. Is my favorite scene.
0: Yeah, because he's sitting right there next to uh, Caroline. He's like, "Yeah, it's my favorite scene."
1: <laughs> I, I'm like, "You are a horrible thing."
0: <laughs> well, and the, the thing is, like, for for a normal person, that can be a favorite scene because it's a very powerful thing, you know. But, but Chucky for, 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 like, loves Chucky, it.
1: Chucky, yeah. He, it, you know what? It reminded me of was Cape Fear. Uh huh. When he starts laughing in the theater at the murder.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which it's probably also like a Cape Fear reference a little bit too. Like yeah, I'm sure you know, that's there's floating there's around in the few back. There's
1: a Cape of, Fear references in this right?
0: show. <laughs> like let's talk about that entire episode Cape Queer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so,
0: um, But but yeah, you're totally right with like the, the, the parallels of the Chucky thing. And I think it's shortly after you hear the It's Alive where mm-hmm. Chucky starts kind of moving around and doing his thing in the theater, I
1: think. Mm-hmm. Tries to get mom, fails, <laughs> yeah. goes for dad.
0: You know, and he's been pulling that move since Child's Play 1.
1: And to see and, it like, work. It,
0: it finally lands and he does a fucking multi-kill with it. I'm oh, just... yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that kill. Let's talk about the, which, which, you know, every once in a while there's a horror project that makes you rethink parts of the world. So, like, when Jaws comes out, people get a little scared of the water. You know, my my mom told me how, like, when she had first seen Jaws, she was afraid to go to the bathroom because she was afraid, like, a a shark would come up out of the toilet.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Right. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be in, say, 10, 20 years thinking about, remember that scene in Chucky when he stabs people through the theater chairs? And you're going to have people who are checking their theater chairs before Uh, they sit down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) because... I'm sitting there going, well, I don't want to get stabbed in the asshole and die by a killer doll in the theater. Oh, and just imagine all the dookie blood. Oh, my God, you and the dookie blood. I'm sitting there, there and I'm like, I just saw Ghostbusters. This could have happened to me. (laughs) I could have had a knife shoved up me bum.
0: It's just such a hilariously cruel way to kill people. It is, and you know, you, you don't imagine like people would be so quiet. Like, how did how did Nathan, um, Mary Cross's husband, how did like he not scream or anything like that? Yeah, but so, like, no. you know, Chucky probably timed it with the movie. And the other thing is, Caroline isn't going to notice.
1: No, she's she's a special girl. She's watching the movie. She's in, and like when they go to get her out, and all the people are mm-hmm. screaming, and they've left. She's like, but the mm-hmm. movie's not over.
0: Yeah, and you know that's just—I I think that was a interesting way to do it. And mm-hmm. then l- let's talk about the blood and the popcorn because, like, I was watching it with Holly, and Holly just like freaked mm, the fuck out no. when when the blood gets in the popcorn, and then the mayor eats the popcorn. Yeah,
1: dude, that <laughs> happened, and my roommate was just like, "Oh God, no, 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 no," because he's like real squeamish about that kind uh-huh. of stuff. And I'm sitting here going, mmm, raspberry." Uh,
0: yeah. Meanwhile, I'm laughing my ass off. Yeah. You know, at this moment, my wife is just like, oh, and I was like, ha ha ha. ha.
1: <laughs> Look at the <laughs> bloody popcorn. So uh, it was, it was a really fun thing. I agree. I don't see how no one, when they get stabbed in the butt, didn't go. Ah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess if it was really sharp and you hit that femoral artery. Sure. Like, I guess the instant blood loss. Yeah. I just I I don't know. But then again, this is a show where it's very much a heightened reality. We had a guy oh, yeah. bleed out of his fingernails. So That's true. Like that's always going to be a thing I'm going to remember about the show. Remember the guy <laughs> whose fingernails were bleeding?
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say um, this. Mm-hmm. Chucky when it worked, when he actually was stabbing people through the seat, and it worked. The level of glee he experienced. <laughs> that it finally <laughs> fucking worked.
0: Like, um, I, um, you, you know that meme of that guy who's sitting in, like, that pond? He's, like, a, he's a heavier guy, and it's, like, me in my element thriving? Yes. that That's the whole vibe I got from Chucky there, just stabbing people in the asshole.
1: Also, they <laughs> brought back the most horrifying doll face from the first movie in that yes. sequence.
0: Yes, yes, um, with the very heavy scowl, where it's yes. almost like the eyebrows become mechanically just, like, a V. Yes,
1: yes. I was yeah. I was ecstatic during that whole scene.
0: Yeah, I I think the whole movie theater massacre is is fantastic. Like stabbing people in the asshole is hilarious <laughs> and goofy, horrifying. Horrifying, yeah. Um, uh-huh. and just to have Chucky like crawling underneath the seats, uh, um, just like just having having his day, having yeah, his day, just murdering people. I think it was like at least like twelve, thirteen people he killed in the theater.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. It was. Double digits for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, one thing I want to talk about is like how fucking funny the show is.
1: It is hilarious. Um,
0: j- just, you know, um, some of it like intentional, like funny line reads or, or, or character dialogue. Uh-huh. Some of it just like because of the nature of the way the show is made. So when, um, you know um junior and chucky show up at that the hack and sack residence of charles lee ray and mm-hmm. junior sets the doll down and you see the doll run towards tiffany
1: like a little kid
0: yes yes because it is a little kid uh-huh. rest is chucky running towards Jennifer Tilly, Sweet and uh, i just eight. i laughed oh, my oh god, god i just laughed so hard because of just the way that chucky was running and she tickles him <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> the whole goddamn scene. Where I'm just giggling. It is so damn funny. Yeah, and, and just there's, there's so many a, of those moments. She's got such a better relationship with that fucking doll than she does with Nika.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then like then when like Chucky turns on her and she starts cutting his head off, mm-hmm. it just it's. There, there's so much great, like, unintentional and intentional comedy. It's like I, I'm just so glad they were able to find that balance of being comedic while also being terrifying.
1: Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's hard to do. It really is. There's very few films or television shows that pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, Evil Dead 2, yeah. I think, strikes really a really good balance. While Evil Dead 3 is just fucking comedy. Yeah. But Evil Dead 2 definitely kind of walks that line.
0: Well, um, and we also got an all-time great Chucky Yeeting scene when they're wrestling in the theater, and then Jake just fucking chucks Chucky down the aisle. Just <laughs> just just see, just seeing that doll, like, be thrown around always just makes me laugh.
1: Oh, yeah, no. And I always, every time he lands, I expect a combat roll under some furniture.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't as great as when he got tased and got sent flying, but... Um, <laughs> oh, God, in- I loved
1: that, yeah.
0: Yeah, some some of my favorite little bits that happen to him are like when he gets thrown or mm-hmm. when someone's carrying him and bumps his head against a door frame.
1: Oh yeah, no. The minute like, that happens, yeah. you're like you're a dead person.
0: Yeah, or the or when someone shows him in a trash can. That's also uh
1: yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, that's a gimmick. Uh, and, well, and I love where course... it happened and like he got thrown in the trash can and the death didn't happen until this episode. hmm Yeah. So um... that was great.
0: Yeah, I, I as a whole like super funny, and then of course you know we have the very very horrific thing that happens to Nika, oh, which you know God. it's it's um and he, honestly like okay so Tiffany has always been a psychopath like yes always and they did a good job this season kind of like reminding us hey Tiffany has always been this way
1: yeah this is not but- like Chucky e. Mater like this it's a, this is too.
0: The two worst people votes. you know hook up.
1: Oh, God, yeah. And then they have a kid.
0: Oh, man. Um. But, you know, it, it's that thing where it's like everybody's so shocked but what by what Tiffany did. And then, yeah, like initially to go that far seems like a shock. But then when you think about Tiffany, it's like, well, no, that makes total sense for Tiffany.
1: No, I mean, one of her big complaints is we never kill anybody anymore. And can we mm-hmm. talk about the big reveal?
0: Yeah, go for it. Go
1: for uh, it. That Tiffany is the one that called the cops on Chucky back in the eighties.
0: Yeah. See, and I, I had that feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I had that feeling. I wasn't willing to like say it, but it totally makes sense.
1: And if you take that into account with what we learn in, uh, <clears throat> the previous two films, mm-hmm. he went out, told her not to wait up. And then he went and saw the woman he had tied up in a basement.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, then the so cops show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they've dropped a couple references to Mike Norris. I mm-hmm. feel like Chris Sarandon's going to be back for season two.
1: Oh, I hope so.
0: I I, 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 I think he and Catherine Hanks are going to show up.
1: I, I would Andy love that. I would love, like, Andy, we're here to help. You don't understand, motherfucker. We saw the doll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we fought the doll. We know what's happening.
0: They so, dropped too many. They drop too many references to Mike Norris. Uh, it, it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, Chris Randon's game. Like he, he oh, was yeah. interested in coming back for Child's Play two, but uh, between like scheduling errors and that sort of thing, it just didn't pan out.
1: I and um, I love him as an actor in general. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'd be down for him and uh, Andy's mom, which mm-hmm. you know what's funny is the whole time I'm sitting there watching the first Child's Play movie and I'm looking at his mom and I'm sitting there trying to figure out why i recognize her and then suddenly i think of humpback whales and i'm like oh yeah uh-huh. star trek 4 right
0: uh huh yep <laughs> um you know for for holly it was hey it's the mom from seventh heaven
1: so, okay that's fair i could see yeah. that
0: but um yeah i just i can't tell you how much i love this as a season finale it was even a longer episode which is like you know you're in for a treat oh yeah like I, I, I watch a lot of horror T V. So for example, one of the shows that I watch every season is American Horror Story. Uh it inevitably shits the bed about four episodes in. You know, <laughs> like, like promising start. It's like, ooh, okay. But then like after about four episodes everything falls apart. I kind of feel so like happy
1: Shows yeah. like that. They they come up with a strong start and they pitch the start and then they're like, Well, now we gotta figure out how to end it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like Chucky was very, very planned to, uh... Absolutely. You know, it it wasn't a thing where they were just kind of, like, writing episode to episode with just, like, we have a loose idea. I think they had a very, very clear idea of the direction that Mm -hmm. they wanted to go, and they fucking landed it.
1: And they had a very good writing room.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm very pleased with just the writing on the show in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I... (sighs) It's hard to say anything beyond the fact that I just, I fucking love the show so much.
1: I totally agree. Um, this is, and like you said, I am a curmudgeon. I do not like things easily. <laughs> and yeah. I was ecstatic with how this show turned out.
0: Yeah. Um, so. You know, it just, I'm, I'm going I'm to get the show on Blu-ray. And good. then I am going to watch all of the movies and I'm going to watch the show and I'm just going to be very, very happy.
1: Yeah, I, I there's not a lot of TV shows I will go back and watch again because you cannot recapture that magic.
0: Right. I, I've tried that a couple times with like Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, you know, I, I watched the show as it was coming out. It was like an event thing for me. Mm-hmm. And then like I got all the I got all the discs and I, I've watched the season like once. But I haven't been able to go back and watch the entire series since.
1: Right. See, that's me with uh, Stargate SG-1. I I loved it when I was watching it, and I was working on comics at the time, so uh, I definitely had, like, the Stargate SG-1 radio show experience. Mm -hmm. Like, there'd Mm -hmm. be those occasions where I'd look up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Teal's Black. Okay. And (laughs) go back to doing what I'm doing. But, like, this is one of those shows I want to go back and watch. I want to look for the foreshadowing. I want to see... All the uh, things I missed in the background. I want to see mm-hmm. references I didn't catch. Um, I also want to say, since I wasn't on that episode, I have been a big fan of Alexa Doig for a very long time as an actress oh, yes. in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved her art. I kind of thought they were going to go... Like, they really set it up to be like, a she's cheating on her husband. And when it got mm-hmm. revealed to be cancer, I was like... Oh my God!
0: See, I didn't think it was a cheating thing from the beginning because okay. they had already they already mined that in uh Col- or no Curse of Chucky.
1: Yes, I, so, I agree. They and did. I, I
0: just felt like it would have been too easy to go back to that. Well, I wasn't sure what it was. I didn't really expect cancer, mm-hmm. but like looking at the clues, it's like, oh yeah, no, it totally makes sense that it's cancer. But um, and i no, just I'm yeah. yeah.
1: Again, this is something I've been through with my family, and uh, it really hit home. Yeah, and then Chucky threw her out a fucking window. Uh, <laughs> Death by
0: defenstration.
1: Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, l- l- let's talk about that little bit. Yeah, um, let's. at the let's, end, let's completely obliterating the fourth wall. Uh, uh, yes, can't be a shit. Chucky in his little lounge chair in uh, 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 at next to the fireplace and a little smoking jacket, looking so cute.
1: Yes, he's a very <laughs> dapper motherfucker. Um, and the fact, <laughs> oh hi, I didn't see you there. I was like, "Oh <laughs> motherfucker, this is great! I love this." It's such,
0: such a weird little note to end the season on, but also totally fitting.
1: It is. It's. It's very. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's many horror movies, that, uh, horror series that could get away with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original.
0: Right. You know, like I, I could see like if they were doing a Freddy Krueger show, which I hope they kind of look into doing Ooh. because like holy shit, like, Chucky just shows that this works. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I could see Freddy Krueger totally sitting down doing, like, his kill count or whatever, but yeah. to, to have Chucky do his own kill count of 21... Um,
1: Very respectable uh, number for a TV show.
0: Oh, God, yes. Like, uh, that that's a hell of a body count for, uh, really for a season.
1: <laughs> I still... Um, yeah, which, yeah, let, yeah. let's talk more about the scene, though. Uh-huh. And then we'll come back to what I was just thinking.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Well, okay, so... Uh, it was definitely a reference to like, uh, certain YouTube channels. I think like, uh, red meat where they do mm-hmm. like those kill count videos. Cause I, I've, I've referred to some of those videos at times when I'm like looking up something, Sure, you know, I'll see a red meat video on like the, the kill count of Nightmare on Elm Street three. Um, you know, right. it's, it's, and it's kind of funny that like Mancini's kind of like Beating them to the punch with that, but uh-huh. the other bit where where Chucky talks about great authors, and then he mentions man and I'm just like, "Go for it, Don! Go for <laughs> it. You fucking earned it."
1: <laughs> yeah, he's saying, I don't know. It's it, it, it was just fun, but yeah. Did you have a favorite kill in the series?
0: Um, uh, in this in the the TV show or the the,
1: the TV show
0: as a whole? the TV show. <sighs> man, um, I you know. It's tough because I loved uh, the the I loved Bree's death, but I think it's just like a thesis statement for the show when Chucky electrocutes Jake's dad by vomiting up whiskey. <laughs> that just
1: <laughs> that just something that about that moment encapsulates the whole series, right? It's because like, it's oh horrific God.
0: as shit, but it's also funny as fuck.
1: Yes, <laughs> and I'm gonna go and uh, my two favorites were. The, wa- the the dishwasher? Uh-huh. Because who hasn't been unloading the dishwasher and thought, that would suck if I fell on these knives?
0: Well, that's if you put your knives pointed end up.
1: I like don't. I don't. <laughs> One of my roommates does. I'm like, dude, you're even scared of knives. Why are Next you doing Next time push it?
0: them into the dishwasher, they'll learn.
1: Yeah. That, well, it's a one-time <laughs> lesson. But yeah. yeah. But definitely, (laughs) I I think
0: they'll get the point.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, you're killing me, buddy. Um, But my absolute favorite is definitely the whiskey kill, because, again, that is that was obviously a bottle of Woodford Reserve, (laughs) my favorite bourbon. (laughs) And uh, while I was thinking, wow, what a waste of good bourbon. I was like, this is perfect.
0: You know, and with that being said, though, I still have to give a lot of credit to butthole stabbings.
1: Yes, okay. That's <laughs> it's, just, deb- it's gonna
0: awaken a whole new phobia in a lot of people.
1: Out of out of the twenty-one kills, mm-hmm. that's in my top three.
0: And the most likely death is probably the butthole stabbings.
1: I I don't know that we should be spreading that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, theaters are perfectly safe, everybody.
1: Everybody yeah, no. Besides I, I just the saw whole those coronavirus again. We're good. Thing, Besides the coronavirus, um, theaters are perfectly safe. There is just, no Just check your
0: seat. Do yourself a favor and check your seat. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Or sit in one of those uh, recliner seats where nothing can get under it easy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. Just just the fact that there has been a Chucky TV show. And it was it good. Fucking, it fucking stuck the landing. I think it developed the series in a fantastic direction. And the fact that we're getting fu- like more of it just i i cannot believe that i am so fortunate as someone who has been with this franchise since i was a child like yeah. it's it's been a part of my life like i can't think of a a year where i didn't at least watch several of the movies
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah what a time to be alive
1: yeah i'm i'm going to what a say, time to be alive this is the first thing that has made me say we might actually be living in the good timeline <laughs> I know that doesn't say a lot for the other timelines, but at least we got the Chucky series.
0: Well, and then for fans of Supernatural Selection, all we have to do is tell them that they need to uh, meditate and focus on the timeline they want to be in, and then they will transfer over to that timeline.
1: Yeah, just make sure you have more than $18.32 in your bank account when you do it. Yeah, make sure that you sun gaze for at least
0: 45 minutes a day.
1: (laughs) Burn your (laughs) eyes out, kids. Uh, Oh, yes. Hopefully
0: we'll get people to listen to the other podcast we do. Yes. Um... Um, Um, yes,
1: I was just going to say, I'm looking through some of your notes here and, uh, I Mm. do love the fact that he referenced as his Achilles heel, all the ways he's been killed.
0: Oh yes. Yes. Um, and then that was just like, what shortly after the ghoulies reference. Yes. With him, with him popping out of the toilet like that, which just like he does the exact fucking pose and I'm just like, Oh Don, that's beautiful. Thank you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It also reminds me of an old iron maiden, uh, Mm -hmm. album cover.
0: Oh, can we also talk about just Andy in that scene over at Junior's house? Just like he lets himself in, and he's just going around checking the cabinets and shit.
1: Digging in a filled (laughs) bathtub.
0: Right. And just, you know, Andy knows totally what's going on here. And you know he's looking for Chucky because he knows Chucky's there. Uh And Junior
1: knows what's going on. And it's just it's creepy, and it's (laughs) also just
0: drastically weird. Mm-hmm. But it also makes all the fucking sense in the world because this is Andy <laughs> Barkley uh, and he Andy's knows that ch- this fucking doll is somewhere in that house.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we proved in that scene with him and Kyle talking mm-hmm. to the little girl's family mm-hmm. that Andy has zero chill. <laughs> That's one way to put it. He has zero <laughs> chill when it comes to Chucky hunting and it also shows just how fucking damaged jr is at this point mm-hmm. because like he's acting creepy as fuck <laughs> that,
0: that's such a wonderful scene i'm just so happy that that scene exists just to see yeah. these two very damaged people each with their own agenda that the other person knows and they're just playing like who's the better bluffer here and well i also feel like good at it
1: i also have a feeling like neither of them really knows how normal people act so they're like right. i don't know maybe this is fucking normal Maybe what he's doing is just perfectly fine. Maybe people just come into your house and dig in your water and go, it's cold. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: the fuck? You know, know, even if I was looking for a killer doll, I would not stick my hand (laughs) in a bubble bath. (laughs) That is a surefire way to get murdered. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, what's worse, that or when they were digging around for the needles in the... uh, Oh,
1: my uh, God.
0: The the, the dumpster. Yeah, in the 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 dumpster of
1: medical waste. Um,
0: either way you're gonna die
1: yeah and also the fact that Chucky knew he wouldn't look in the toilet right
0: which makes you wonder how many times Chucky has shoved himself in the toilet before
1: I want to see Tex Avery style cartoons (laughs) of Andy and Chucky like a Bugs Bunny cartoon by Tex Avery (laughs) of just him shh, be very very quiet I'm hunting Chucky's. (laughs) And Chucky just pops out of a toilet going, fuck this guy.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Um, It's such a a fun finale. And I'm so glad that I I got you here to talk about it. I
1: I am so glad to be here because I have enjoyed every minute of uh, taking this show in.
0: (laughs) So, um, before we go, I do want to mention some news. So with right. the uh, with the TV show ending for the season, uh, I'm not going to be doing weekly episodes anymore because, mm-hmm. holy shit, that gets exhausting. Doesn't it, um, I- I'm aiming for about, like, every two weeks. Um, I have an episode planned. Um, I- I'm going to be doing the rest of the movies, obviously, but I have some right. other, like, episodes planned. Uh, I'm going to probably do one of those different episodes for the next one and then get back to Child's Play 3 and I'm gonna have uh, Phil on again because he definitely wants to talk Child's Play 3. Right. Um, But yeah I'm I'm gonna go uh, every two weeks with this from here on you know I think I have enough content uh, honestly enough content to maybe hopefully get us to uh, season two like I may have to take like a like two or three months off but like I think I have enough uh, to keep this going, because I thought it was going to be a very short podcast. You know what I mean? I thought right. I was going to do just the movies and just the TV show, and that was it. But I found these interesting angles by which to approach, right? which I'm very excited about. So, um, yeah, so I'm not going to be with y'all weekly for the foreseeable future, at least until the next season of the show, mm-hmm. but I am planning at least a couple of episodes a month, which, you know, I'm, I'm excited that I've done this for myself, that I, I'm excited that I, like, pulled the trigger, did the podcast, and I'm keeping it going, and, like, the reaction's been good. I'm very happy with it. Um, I've been going back and forth with the uh, Chucky Vision gentleman um, who are uh, like, have you, have you heard their podcast? Chucky I all?
1: have not, but I have subscribed to it. I will be mm-hmm. listening. Uh, they it, are it's very following good. me on, uh, Twitter and Aww. I followed them back. So I'm, uh, I'm super excited to check out their show and I'm hoping maybe we can do some crossovers.
0: Oh yeah. We've already started talking about, uh, that sort of thing and DMS and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, um, cause my, my day job is I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. um, semester's wrapping up and week after next and then i'm gonna have some time to work on some stuff because uh my, my my non-movie episodes are going to be more research heavy um so i just have to have time to do the research and i also have four different nostradamus books to pitch uh, to, to read through <laughs> um, for your show
1: yeah so, you, you've um, got a lot on your plate and i'm uh, i'm reading yeah. about the vatican secret archive
0: which so, I cannot wait to be on for that episode. Let me let I me tell you, pre- man. We're gonna Christian talk stuff.
1: We are gonna talk a lot about Jesus Christ's foreskin.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. So, uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead and pitch uh, your show again to the audience. And All just, right. If, if you're dying to hear me, I'm on there like for a third of the episode. So there he you is. go.
1: Uh, David is a massive contributor and a fantastic co-host, and him and Mike keep me going. Um, The show is Supernatural Selection. It is a look at the paranormal with professional amateurs. And uh, our episodes go up weekly, usually Saturday mornings. Uh, You can catch it early on Fridays uh, at midnight Eastern time uh, on Deviant Behavior Radio. And after that, it goes up on the podcast feed. And again, we have a Patreon. We have got bonus episodes we're doing. Uh, I'm reading a book at Mike about the paranormal, uh, and he is not enjoying it. I'm (laughs) talking with David about some of the worst documentaries we've ever seen in our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm absolutely loving this like archive trawl of documentaries with you. And, then, oh, God. Uh, you know, um, one of the things that I'm doing to help out the podcast, uh, I don't talk about my illustrations much here on the, the show, but I do illustrations. He
1: is an so, extremely talented artist, people don't let him tell you otherwise.
0: Oh, thank you. So um, we, we have this thing on Supernatural Selection called the Monster Club. Um, mm-hmm. where I will do, you have to be a patron for a certain amount of time, but I will do a cryptid drawing for you. Yes. Um, and you know, it, it, they're mm. they are very cute. They're very fun.
1: And, uh, I'm Jet Horse.
0: Yes, and I'm a Kentucky Goblin holding a toy Godzilla because that is pretty much my personality.
1: Somebody um, did ask me if that was supposed to be Godzilla or Reptar.
0: It could be both because Reptar is a pastiche of Godzilla, so he there you is. go.
1: So that's a thing. <laughs> um... um yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, David. You know, I love doing shows with you and I absolutely love talking Chucky with you.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm you know, when I did the first episode for the the, the series and I knew that I was going to be covering the TV show, um, I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm going to have I'm going to have Kevin on a couple more times. Also, because you're pretty much readily available whenever I need <laughs> you, <laughs> which really helps out, especially it, when you have to do like a weekly show.
1: No, trust me, I completely understand that.
0: And you know, um I also wanna throw a shout out to my wife Holly, who um who stepped up for a couple of the episodes and those were really fun episodes with her mm-hmm. jumping in and being the guest and just it was nice to just kinda sit next to someone and like look at her with love in my eyes as we talked about murder. death and chaos and murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I think um I think this has been successful so far. I am looking forward to doing more. There will be more of kids of stuff. And I'm definitely going to have you on again at some point. I don't know. Thank
1: you. I would love to be on for the reboot.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and slot you in for the buddy one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, I I think that is it. So um, I think we can go ahead and close out here. Go ahead and keep listening. Go ahead and uh, subscribe and share the podcast if you can. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always tweet me at HPKOMIC. Uh, I'd love to answer them on the show. Um, otherwise, uh, go ahead and keep it creepy, Chucky fans.
1: Vaya con Dios.
0: You have been listening to Kids' Stuff, a Chucky podcast, a Haunted MTL original podcast. Our theme is Pop Goes the Weasel by Kevin MacLeod. You can find more of Kevin MacLeod's music at incompetech.filmmusic.io. If you want to find out more about me the podcaster, you can just go to hpkomics.com, hpcomics.com, or you can find me on the socials at hpkomic. For more great horror content, do not forget to visit hauntedmtl.com.